comes in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against Him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, Fruit Bearing. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. You ever had your hand into something you just couldn't seem to get it out of? I'm talking about some good things. Amen. <laughs> some good things. The Lord put my hand on eternal redemption. And I just can't get away from it. I just can't get away from it. I, uh, I don't really want to get away from it. Amen. And the Lord don't want me to get away from it. Because it, it's, it's blessing the church. It's driving the skeptics out there crazy. But it's blessing the church. Amen. And you know, it's, it's, it's good to know that we are redeemed forever in Christ Jesus. And that our salvation is not a temporary salvation. You know, for a long time, I used to wrestle with that. I, I, used, to leave, I used to lose sleep at night wondering, was I really saved? I was, I was looking for a feeling. Anybody, anybody here like that? When, when the Lord saved you, you start looking for a feeling. You wanted to feel saved. You know, you wanted to feel saved. And you know, if you didn't feel saved, you, you, you felt like, you know, God had abandoned you. You, you had to get that feeling back, you know. And uh, when it didn't come, you know, you felt sort of a void, sort of empty. And then you probably prayed and prayed and prayed in unbelief and, Lord, let me feel it. Lord, just let me, just let me feel it, Lord. Anybody here, has that ever happened to anybody here? Okay, praise Lord. Now, it's amazing. It's amazing how the, the chain of human event oftentimes is interconnected in a constant scenario that causes all of our lives somewhere at some point to touch one another. All of us basically have had almost the same varied experiences as it relates to dealing with the things in the realm of salvation. Amen. We wanted to feel saved. And you know what? The same kind of thinking goes into another area. You want to feel like your prayer has been answered. All right. uh -huh. All right. You know, if, if, you don't, if you don't really pray until a, the hair on the back of your neck stick up and, and, and something run down your spine, then, you know, the devil tell you God didn't hear that. And then you try to go back and fix it up now really good. You know, instead of saying, Father in heaven, you go down and you say, Father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know, you, 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 know, you really try to just put some, some uh in there, you know. But now, you know, that doesn't make the prayer any more effective. 
Because prayer is a sincere desire of the thoughts and intents of the heart as revealed by the Lord, by the one that's praying it, according to the will of God. So you don't have to feel this thing. See, for we walk by feelings and not by sight. Is that right? Well, we walk by what? And not by what? Sight. We walk by what? Faith. And not by what? Sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. So then, that means that we don't try to get in touch with God in, our, in the realm of our feelings. It didn't say we walk by feelings. It says what? We walk by faith and not by sight. So then, faith can only come by what? Hearing. And hearing? By the word of God. If somebody came to you and told you, hey, Look, I just deposited $100 million in Pioneer Bank with your name on it. Would you? Remember where you are today now. <laughs> Would you at least pick up the phone and check it out? You say you'd go, huh? <laughs> All right, now let me ask you this. If we can take the word of a man, then how much greater than God? We ought to be able to take God at his word, right? God's word tells us about a place called heaven. Tells us that there is a place called heaven and there are streets that are paved with gold. It tells us that there are 12 gates to the city. Three gates in the east. Three gates in the north. Three gates in the south. Three gates in the west. And it tells us that each one of these gates are made out of one single pearl. And it tells us that there's a tree over there. And, 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 and there's a river there. And on either side of the river, that tree is there. And the, the leaves on that tree are good for the healing of nations. God says that there is a place called heaven. And the church one day will inherit that land. Now, now, we just take God at his word and keep on moving. All right, now, God has also told us about a place called hell. And the road that leads to hell uh -huh. is a road that is paved with good intentions. Right. <laughs> and it says that there's a pit out there uh -huh. and it doesn't have a bottom in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's called a bottomless pit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it tells me that there is a lake of fire and brimstone for all those through the ages that have rejected God's plan of redemption. And everyone whose name was not found written in the Lamb's book of life was cast into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone. So between hell and heaven, between earth and glory, you must, in order to inherit heaven, be born again. Now, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. His son's name? Jesus. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, should not be destroyed, should not eternally end up in the lake of fire and brimstone, should not perish, but what? Should have everlasting life. Did it say temporary life? Did it say, did it put it on a condition that you will have this thing as long as you do good? Well, now, if people are struggling over the eternal security of the believer, they don't really believe John 3.16. Let's not even consider the rest of the Bible. Let's just bring John 3.16 in. 
If there was no other verse of scripture anywhere in the 66 books, and you wanted to know whether or not you were saved eternally, all you would need is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16. Now you know what? Argue with that. I dare anybody, anybody to argue with that. The, the redemption of the believer and the security of the believer is eternal. Because God is eternal. So once saved, always saved. Should not perish, but have a life that lasts forever. That's by faith through grace in Jesus Christ. That's by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. So, since God's redemption is eternal, don't allow the devil to rip you off. What's amazing about this is that a lot of people that's been in church for years don't really understand that what the Lord does, Brother Phil, is forever. They don't really understand that. They don't really understand that. But you know what? I'm going to tell you something, beloved. When the Lord showed this thing to me, that I was saved and always saved forever, and I started sharing that thing some years ago with other folk, that's when my troubles really got started. Because people just don't believe it. They just don't take God at his word. Now back to the $100 million. Would you come up with a document to prove that your name was not John Doe? Because you didn't want that $100 million. Let me see your hand. Anybody in here that, that had $100 million coming and they told you it was in the bank in your name, would you go to a lawyer? Would you go to your friends and say, look, I know my name is John Doe. But look, we need to get some documents that's saying that I ain't. You say, well, now, you know, nobody with good sense would do that. And I, would you agree with that nobody with good sense would do that? Let me see your hand if you agree with that statement. Nobody with good sense would go get an attorney to prove that they're not John Doe. Or Joe Doe or whatever. No. You can get your driver's license, birth certificate, Amy from California, you know, uncle from Nevada, everybody you know, school teacher from your first grade class. <laughs> Deacon, Sunday school teacher, maybe even write the president. The military, DD-214, y'all know what that is. Because you want to what? Prove that you are who the documents say you are because you got 100 mil coming. Huh? Somebody said, don't have to be that much, huh? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now I want you to follow along because we ain't rambling. We had it somewhere. All right, now listen. If you wouldn't go through that extent to prove that you are not who your documents say you are because you don't want the money, honey, why is it? Now this is my question. Why is it? Y'all tell me. Help me to understand this. Why is it then that some Christians lose sleep at night 
and get with other folk that don't believe that you're always saved and dig up every scripture that they think would contradict <laughs> your being saved forever. Now, now, now explain that to me. Why would you find somebody that don't believe you're always saved, sit down and study with them so they can prove to you that you're not? <laughs> Not that you can prove to them that you are, but that they can prove to you that you are not. You just, you know what, that ain't intelligent. Now my question is this. Is your eternal security more, worth more than 100 million? Well quit sitting down trying to prove that you're not always saved. Same thing with the document. Same thing. I ain't your dope, tell it. <laughs> I ain't always saying find me a scripture and prove that friend that's not intelligent you ought to be wanting to get all you can but now you need to get it legally you need to get it according to the Bible once you get it according to this friend the devil in hell and his auntie can show up huh don't change your mind because this Bible is not going to change. Amen. The Lord said in his word the other day, I'm God and I change not. Amen. So we're going to look at a contradictory scripture in case some of you have been trying to give your inheritance away. And let's see what it's not saying because some folk are lying on the word of God saying that that's what it's saying. We're going to see that it's not saying what they're saying is saying. If they're not saying what it's saying, then they are in error. Yeah. Right. Now in John chapter 15, amen. Nobody, nobody with good sense is going to get their inheritance away. That's why don't be so gullible and start giving away your salvation. In John chapter 15, and we're going to take out of there verses 1 through 5. Verses 1 through 5. John chapter 15. Let us read. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Alright, now, for a long time, people have taken this uh, passage of scripture to say that Jesus Christ is talking about... Uh, that a person can be lost. And I guess we need to pull in that other verse so we can see it a little bit more clear. Let's read verse 6. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Now for a long time people have been saying that Jesus Christ is talking about a person that was saved by abiding and then was lost and cast into the fire. That's one way over the years this scripture has been looked at. And another way it's been looked at is that when it comes to bearing fruit, we traditionally have been told that bearing fruit is winning souls. 
that this is soul winning. Is that right? You know that, 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 that you bear fruit, that you bear much fruit. And, and which means then that you are to bring somebody to Jesus Christ. Well, now we know that we are to witness for the Lord as the Lord go with us. And our life is to be an example for him in every way. But I submit to you that this is not talking about soul winning. And it's not talking about a Christian losing their salvation. Because if that was the case, then John 3.16, we didn't understand that. Now I want you to follow along with me. Let's see what Jesus Christ is actually talking about. I submit to you that he is not talking about soul winning. He's not talking about a person that is saved and then lost. Because if that was true, then he would contradict all of the scriptures. Because Jesus said, Lord, I'm with you always. Jesus said, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. So someone has misunderstood what Jesus said. Jesus here is talking about fruit bearing, not soul winning. Fruit bearing, not so winning. And down through John 15, he talks about degrees of fruit. He talks about fruit, more fruit, 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 more fruit, much fruit. Talking about fruit bearing. Okay? Mm. All right, let's see. Commencing at verse 1. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser of a husband. Here Jesus Christ says that, hey, there will be counterfeits. I'm no counterfeit. I am the true vine. I am the true vine. Every branch in me, every branch in what? Every branch in me that beareth not fruit. That beareth not what? He does what? Now, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he does what? He does what? He take it away. All right, now this is where they say, you know, if you don't live right, God's going to kill you, and et cetera. All right? And that ain't our argument right here. But the thing that we need to understand is that when, when it says take away, he's simply saying lift up. Okay. Uh-huh. Praise the Lord. Lift up. Let's see if we can see it. I am the true vine. Does grapes grow on trees? No. Grapes grow on what? Vines. All right. He says, now, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me now, underline in me. Because in me puts you in him. That means that you are in Christ. That's what it is to be saved. To be in Christ. And to be sanctified is Christ in you. So now listen to this. He says, now, every branch in me, in Christ. How did one get in Christ? For by one spirit were we all baptized into one body. When we accepted Jesus, the Holy Spirit placed us into the body of Christ. Every branch. Here the believer is pictured as a branch. And Jesus is pictured as the true vine. Now out of that true vine that comes through there, you have branches that stem out from the main vine. Do we see the picture? Okay, now listen. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit... Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he lifted up. 
It's simply saying this. Vines grow basically along the ground. Oh yeah. They grow along the ground. All right. As they are on the ground, the dirt, the insects, and everything else has a tendency to eat, to eat them up, to eat the grapes and the fruit up. They cannot be productive because they're in the mud and, and they really need to be lifted up. And anybody that knows vine dressing at all knows that you have to either get you something, uh, uh, something look like a fan or whatever, so that those vines can grow out of the ground and up off the ground. So that the harvest can be plentiful. How many of y'all understand what I'm saying? You got to get the vine up out the dirt so the thing can grow so the insects won't be, uh, that it won't be so accessible to the insect population. So the branch that does not bear fruit, the Lord say, I lift that up. Got to get it out the muck and mire. Got to get it out the dirt. Got to get it out the mud so that it can produce. That's what it says when you take it away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it. Basically, you're talking about the same thing. To purge is to what? Clean. 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 Every branch that does not bear, he lift it up, and then he cleans it. That's what he does. Watch this. Follow along. Why does he clean it? That it may bring forth more fruit. Okay. Bring forth more what? All right, now this fruit ain't soul winning. The Lord is cleaning this thing up, this vine up, and lifting it up so that it can bring forth more fruit. We're going to get to what the fruit is later. He gets it out of the mud, he takes it away, he lifted it up. He cleaned it. How does he clean it? Glad you asked that question. In verse 3. Now you are clean. Through the word. Which I have spoken unto you. Is that what Jesus said? In other words. In other words believer. Listen. The word of God is the cleansing agent. For us to get our life lined up right. You're clean through the word. Jesus said. That I have spoken unto you. It is the spoken word of God. That enables the believer. To clean his act up. Now I know we got Ajax on the market, we got ammonia products, we got some kind of miracle cleanser that somebody always is pushing over the countertop. But friend, for the believer, it takes the word of God to clean our lives up so that they would be presentable to the Lord God. You're clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Every believer needs to take heed to the word of God. And it's only through the word of God that we can begin to put things out of our life that God is not pleased with. You know what? No matter what you buy over the counter, it's not good enough to clean your soul. So when Jesus speaks to us about situations in our life, there should be no area in our life that is not accessible to the Lord. That can be the area of your finances. If you're single, that could be into the area of your romances. If you're married, it even gets into your intimate involvement with your mate. 
There should be no area in our life that is not accessible to the Lord. And so the Lord says, now look, I want more food out of you. And to get it out, I'm going to have to clean you up. And ain't the one way to clean you up, and that is through the word which I have spoken unto you. Now listen, if we don't take heed to the word of God, then there will never be a visible change take place in our lives. Amen. So this is what the Lord is dealing with here. Not talking about a Christian that gets, that gets lost. He's talking about one that bears fruit. And he says, now, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to clean you up. You're clean through the word that I've spoken unto you. And the reason that, 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 that I'm doing it this way is because I want some fruit out of your life. Okay, now, follow along. Verse 4. Abide in me. Abide is to indwell or to live in. Now, the vine that grows has from coming out from it branches. You see the picture? Now, on the end of those branches, that's where the fruit is to appear. Along the branch, end of the branch is where the fruit is to appear. So he's not talking about... Today's message, Fruit Bearing, FC7075, FC7075, is now available on CD for only $5. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885, or you can mail any request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119, or email us. GreenwoodAcres at Comcast.net Greenwood Acres has a new website. You can go there to get ministry announcements, connect with the ministry, purchase messages and merchandise and so much more. It can be found at GWAFGBC.org That's GWAFGBC.org We also have a new Know Your Bible video on demand page. You can access it from the website's main page. Just click on the Know Your Bible on demand link We trust that it will be a blessing to you. Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is, will I do his will and There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when?
Jesus I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.